Welcome to the Fear and Greed Business Interview. I'm Sean Aylmer. Anyone who owns a pet knows the value of their dog or cat or rabbit or horse or whatever, how important it is to the family. They probably also know the cost, particularly if something goes wrong and the animal's health deteriorates. Yet pet health insurance isn't particularly popular in Australia. Despite having one of the highest rates of pet ownership, about 70%, only 10% of households take out pet insurance. My next guest hopes to change that, having just launched Fetch, a new pet insurance and health platform. Phil Wilson-Brown, co-founder and CEO of Fetch, welcome to Fear and Greed. Thanks for having me on the show. Cracking name for a pet business, Fetch. Yeah, we we thought so too. We did a lot of a lot of work, as you can imagine, on a lot of research on it, and it tested far and away the best with all the customers. So we went with it. No doubt. Now, tell me about Fetch. Who's behind it first, and what's it offering? Yeah. Um. So, well, there's a the team that's working on it. Uh, we're a bunch of vets, vet nurses, people who are kind of you know been deep in pet insurance for many years. Uh, we're backed by Airtree as the main investor, but a bunch of other strategic investors too. So some vets, some vet tech people, uh, pet retailers, insurance types, uh, and some startup types as well. And we've got a great underwriting partner too. And really what we're about is creating a one-stop shop for people to be able to manage their pet's health and well-being. Okay. Now I'm going to just start asking dumb questions and I apologize for it. So as I said off air, it's an area I don't know much about. How do you distribute? Yeah, so both direct, so people can come to us direct via the website, or actually we've got a bunch of distribution partners we're working with as well. So for example, we're working with Scratch Pet Health Food, and there's a bunch of others that we're working with as well, and customers can come through to us from there. Okay. I mentioned at the top of the show, only 10% of households take out pet insurance. Why is it for a country like Australia, where pets are such a major part of families, we don't think about pet insurance? Yeah, look, it's a, it's a really difficult question that, John, I think there's a few reasons for it. Firstly, I think the product um, hasn't changed a lot. I think some of the covers got better, but I think some of the customer experience has been a bit tricky for people. I think one of the other big drivers is that the cost of healthcare is going. There's more you can do for your pets now. There are more operations you can have and more treats and care available, and that comes at a cost. And so we often find that people are surprised about the cost of treatment. And so I think people are a little unaware of it, of the value that, that, that it creates. And I think that's starting to change with the younger generation of, of pet owners coming into the market. But really, I, I think, you know, we, we also want to kind of move from this sort of notion of just being a claims payer to someone who's actually helping people with their, with their pet's health. So there's a bunch of reasons, I think, but it is starting to change and, and those penetration rates are starting to tick up. Stay with me, Phil. We'll be back in a minute. My guest today is Phil Wilson-Brown, co-founder and chief executive officer of Fetch. Okay, so let's take dogs because, I mean, dogs and cats, I assume, are kind of the prime target markets. How much does it cost? Does it cost more for a large dog? Does it cost more for a breed that may be more susceptible to a cancer, for example, or something like that? How does all that work, the cost side of it? Yeah, that's a great question. Yeah, those things do affect the, the, the price. Really, you've got to think about it, you know, that a cat or a dog's life is like a human life, but compressed into 12 years. And so the costs do tend to go up a little bit with age. But by and large, yeah, your breed type will make a difference. The age of your dog will make a difference. And then there are, and you're right, there are certain breeds of dogs which are susceptible to um, higher levels of illness and care, and that does affect the price as well. 
one of our um, premises is, is that actually if people are looking after their pets really well, then that should lower the cost of ownership. So one of the things that we'll start to build into the product is rewards for people who are actually doing the right thing and keeping their pets healthy. Okay, but is there a ballpark number? Look, it can start probably as low as maybe th- there, there are different products in the market, but with us probably it starts at about $35 a month, something like that, $35, $40 a month, but it could go up to well over $100 a month if you were trying to insure an older dog that had been unwell, for example. Okay. And I mean, I, again, I've had this instance recently where we have our family pet, didn't insure it, uh, got ill, spent literally thousands of dollars on it. And if even if I was of the view, I'm not sure they want to spend this money, certainly my partner, Jackie, and the kids, they were not of that view. Health costs for animals can get very expensive, can't they? Yeah, look, you're, you're not alone in that experience, Sean. That's a common thing we hear. I think one of the things we're most worried about too is that, you know, the, I think the median average savings for a 25 to 34-year-old in Australia is about $3,000. Uh, I'm not quite sure what your vet bill was, but actually $3,000, a medium-sized vet bill could wipe that out. And it's putting a lot of strain on pet owners, but it's also putting a lot of strain on vets um, who are under pressure to to operate or to help people when they can't afford it as well. So there's a real dilemma there. And I think people don't often appreciate what that cost can look like. Uh, And presumably many people's pets live longer if they've got pet insurance. So I'm not here to promote pet insurance. Individuals should make their own decision about that. But I'm sure many families have to make the decision to put down an animal simply because they can't afford it. Look, there's there's definitely an issue at the moment in Australia with some of the shelters and rehomers being overrun with dogs. A lot of people got dogs during COVID and have found the affordability or the care um, requirements quite high. So there's definitely an issue there. And I think our take is you need to make, we really should make sure it's really accessible to people. And as I said earlier on, if people are actually doing the right thing by their pets, you know, walking them, feeding them right, getting them vaccinated, all those things, then there should be a lower cost of that uh, of that care as well and that insurance. Earlier on, you mentioned people who own pets now. It's almost like a new generation of pet parents. What did you mean by that? Yeah, there's it's, it's there's, a, there's been a real shift in the kind of in the demographic of it. And then, uh, f- forgive me for maybe being a little bit old school, but people used to kind of you know they might have I don't know got married, bought a house, had some kids, thought about having a dog down the track, and so they were a lot older. And, and now what we're seeing is people moving in together, and they're renting still, and the first thing they're doing is getting a pet. So that younger generation, that sort of twenty five year old generation, is actually now the largest single group of pet owners in the country. Okay, so I know all about Fetch and what you do. We know about the costs. We uh, kind of have an idea about who, who are the pet owners slightly. How do you cut through the noise now? So you're a new business. How long have you been going for? Oh, we've only been live in market for a couple of months, actually. Okay. So how do you cut through the noise and how do you make pet insurance something that people are much more open to? And you have plenty of competitors out there too. Fetch is not the only option for people. How do you do that? How do you market yourselves? Yeah, look, it's a good question. I think, you know, there are a lot of brands out there in the marketplace. There are less people who are actually underwriting those products. So actually, a lot of those products are quite similar. Our view is that a couple of things we're doing differently. Firstly, we've really taken a, a long look at the product and some of the pain points that are in the product and started to try and solve those ones. We've changed the way the customer experience works. So for us, everything's an in-app experience and we'll continue to build out features so people can manage all their pets' um, well-being in the app. 
And we've changed the way that actually the product works compared to the way it traditionally has worked. And we can talk about that a little longer on. So there's some product changes and journey changes that are different. People love to talk about their pets, Sean. So I think actually there's a real opportunity to be direct, you know, in socials and those sorts of things to communicate with people. But we're also starting off, as I mentioned earlier, working with other brands who've got, you know, large customer bases in the space um, where we can actually share our message with them as well. What are some of the product changes? Because I would imagine some people listening here have used pet insurance and been frustrated by pet insurance, just like you get frustrated by health insurance, to be perfectly honest. Uh, What are some of those product changes? Yeah, maybe I'll just pick off a couple of them for you. So one of the ones we've never liked is um, this idea of waiting periods. You know, you often get them with your health insurance where you'll take out the cover and they'll say you have to wait three months for this or six months for that. And and really it's about preventing, you know, in fairness, it's been about preventing fraud. Um, People kind of going, I've got a sick dog, I'll take out a cover and then I'll go to the vet and it'll be covered. Um, We've never really liked them. Uh, And so with us, when you sign up, we'd go, hey, Sean, if you send us an in-app video of your dog and some pictures of your dog healthy, then we can waive the waiting period so we can see the dog's healthy. And we think it's much fairer that actually if you've you've taken out a product, you should be able to use it. And then there are a couple of other ones. One of the ones, one of the big bugbears in pet insurance is is pre-existing conditions. And so um, what this means is that generally if your pet's got an existing condition, might have been a skin ailment or something like that, and then you try and take out insurance, those things aren't covered. Um, But you often don't find that out until you go to the vet to try and make a claim. And so what we're doing is we're syncing in with the with the vet management platforms. Uh, and so again, when you sign up, we'd say, hey, Sean, uh, let us know who your vet is. We'll check your vet records and we'll let you know up front if there are any vet pre-existing conditions or if there aren't. So you've got a lot more certainty around the cover. And then the last thing I just touch on on those is actually the way the process works currently, if you go to the vet, you'll, you'll be at the vet and the vet will say, we can help Fido out. And they'll say, that'll be $4,000. And you'll say, well, am I going to be, I've got insurance, am I covered? And they'll say, look, we don't really know, uh, probably, but we'll carry out the procedure. You pay me, the vet, uh, and then we'll help you lodge a claim. And we think that's really tough because you've still got to actually front up for the bill um, in the first place. And so with us, we're syncing in with the vet platforms, as I mentioned, uh, and that'll enable, enable both the vet and you to see what's covered while you're at the vet. You can approve the treatment. And then when you pay us your excess at the vet, we can pay the vet directly before you leave the clinic. So there's no upfront payment. So there's a bunch of changes like that in the journey, which we think will make the experience a whole lot better. Phil, do you own a pet? Sure do. Uh, I've got a dog, Meg, uh, and a cat called Nemo. Meg and Nemo. I hope they're insured, are they? You, you bet they are. Yeah, you bet. Phil, thank you for talking to Fear and Greed. That's an absolute pleasure. That was Phil Wilson-Brown, co-founder and CEO of Fetch. This is the Fear and Greed business interview. Join us every morning for the full episode of Fear and Greed, Australia's best business podcast. I'm Sean Aylmer. Enjoy your day.